Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome back to the REI Network podcast with me, Gavin Timms. I am traveling right now as I am speaking with you. You might watch it on YouTube or listen on the podcast. I'm actually driving through California. I've been driving up the US one. Beautiful if you've never done it. I highly recommend it. I've been in San Diego. I've been in Newport. I've been in Santa Monica, Monterey, San Jose. And now I'm heading back towards uh, Scottsdale, Arizona which is just on the outskirts of Phoenix. So it's been quite a good trip, been working on the way. And I kind of love the uh, the time zone or the Pacific time zone because obviously I, I also have a house in Savannah, but that three hours earlier, it just allows me to get stuff done. I can start early, you know, 6, 7 a.m. I can be done by 11, get all my calls done, all my stuff done, and then in, kind of enjoy the rest of the day. So that's kind of what I've been doing. And uh, it's been awesome. So if you guys haven't done it, you should definitely check it out. Uh, but on this episode, I wanted to talk about positioning your offers to close more deals. I think the sales in this industry is the most important thing. It is the million dollar skill that you need to learn. And if you do, you're going to close more deals. You're going to help more people. You're going to you know, bring solutions to the table. You're going to make more money, get paid, make checks, all of them things that you want to do. And, uh, and I think it is down to learning sales, but also more importantly, how to position your offers in different ways to get contracts signed. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that on, on kind of what I mean. Now, I do, as you probably guys know, I do a lot of wholesale deals. We do some flips and we do some creative finance, which involve, you know, lease options and, and uh, sort of finance. Okay. And what happens is, is that I believe that every base helps if you start with a cash offer, right? Now, what I, what I mean by that is, is that your goal to start with is listen to the seller and gather information. That is the, the first thing, whether that's a VA doing it or whether you're doing it and going deeper after the VA. There's the four pillars that we've talked about on calls before. I'm going to run through them real quick and then talk about how to how to position your offers. So number one is find out the problem and the motivation, right? So what's going on? What, what are the motivation? What's happening? What do they need help with? All of all of that kind of the situation. What's the situation, basically? So number one is the motivation, the problem. Number two is the timeline. How quickly do they want something to happen? How quickly do they need to sell? Do they have doesn't matter if it takes a year, does it, or do they need to sell yesterday? So the timeline is going to give you the answers on what is going to be the best offer to, or the best, yeah, the best offer to make. Okay. Uh, then the number three is the condition of the property. Does it need work? Okay. How much work? How old's the roof? The AC? When was the kitchen last updated? The bathrooms? All the major items is kind of what you want to find. So if you get a property that is vacant and they've not had a new kitchen for 15 years and the roof's 20 years old, you already know that these things need doing and need updating. So that is going to how you're going to be able to pull your repair estimate from the condition of the property, which is again going to allow you to, to make that offer. And then number four, the hardest thing is the price, right? What do they want? For the for the property, and the good thing is, and, and getting the price sometimes, you know, you have to use little techniques, something like, well, you called me, what, just make me an offer. You'll hear that a lot, or I don't know, you reached out, surely you should know what you want to offer. You'll hear all these things, and if they're not going to give you a number, you need to get them to try and strike on something. So you could use, you know, one of my favorites is, uh, no, I understand, Mr. Seller. Well, let me ask you this: Is there going to be a mortgage that I need to pay off 
at closing. And what is that? So all of a sudden, instead of saying, what's your mortgage payment? You're saying, hey, if I buy this property, do I need to pay off a mortgage at closing? And what is that number roughly? And they might say, oh, we owe about 80,000. Okay. Then from there, you could say, okay, cool. How much money, Mr. Seller, do you want to walk away with after we pay that mortgage off ideally. Now, this is an indirect way of getting actually that number from the seller without saying, hey, Mr. Seller, what's your number? So all of a sudden we have an $80,000 mortgage that needs paying off and they want to walk away with 40,000. Okay, so now we have their number at 120, okay? And you don't have to throw that in their face and go, oh, so you want 120, right? You just say, okay, you want to walk away with 40,000. Okay, that's good, good to know. You can obviously do that calculation. Now you have your number that, that they're at and then you need to see now, okay, do you need to make, well, really I needed an eight, 80,000 for a cash deal. Okay. And then you will be, then be able to then transition your offers into creative finance. So once we get that base and then four things, it allows us to then know what offers that are going to suit. So again, for instance, it needs a lot of work. They want to sell quickly, then it's going to be leaning on the cash deal, right? But then it's like, well, how much cash do they need? Is it they need $3,000 to do whatever they want to do and they're willing to make payments? So again, you've got to dig deeper in that, in that scenario. But let's say that it seems like it is a cash deal. Okay. Then you're going to go and obviously try and present that. Now in, in this scenario, the seller wants 120. You think you need to be 80,000. Uh, if you already know that they are going to reject your cash offer, you just get a feeling they're kind of bitter about it. They're very stern on the 120. They're not having it. People have called, sick of investors calling. All of these things is happening to you. Then what you need to do is you need to disqualify the cash offer yourself, but you still use it. Now, this is really important. So what I mean by that is, is that you're going to tell them the cash offer is not going to work for them. You're going to tell them that that's not the way to go because you're still going to throw the number out because then you're going to build from that. Okay, that's really important. So for instance, we get back on the phone and it's Dave. Okay, hey Dave, uh, great talking to you yesterday. Look, I've been looking at these numbers and. Uh, you know, had a great conversation and you know what, I know you're really set on, you know, catching out on this thing because the condition and the work that needs, but you know, coming onto that with the work that needs Dave and, and everything else, I just can't make these numbers work. And I'm not going to be able to make you a cash offer that's going to work for you. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not going to work, unfortunately. And then I go quiet. And then what's Dave going to want to know? He's going to want to know, well, what is my cash offer? Okay. He's going to be like, well, what would you pay? And I'll say, no, like, Dave, honestly, it, it, it isn't going to work. Like, you know, with, a, again, the condition and things. And I know you're set on that 120 and you did not want to go to 80. And I respect that. And I, I just can't get that 120 number to work. Now he's going to drag it out of me. So now when I deliver this, okay, I'm going to go in a couple of different ways. Now he's calm. I go, well, all right, no, I get it. Like, you know, what, what would that number be? And I say, well, look, to be honest, you know, I think we need X amount of thousand in repairs. Like we're going to be around that 80,000 mark, which is what you owe. And, uh, you know, I might be able to get you a little bit out, but I, I just, that's not going to work, right? And then he's going to go, yeah, I just can't do 80. That's what other people have I've been asked, uh, you know, offering. I say, look, well, here's the thing. The reason they're offering it, is because of the amount of work that's needed and all of these things, like we, we, we have to make money in this business, right? Dave, I mean, you know, you wouldn't, you know, I'd love to give you a hundred grand or 120,000. I really would. But then if it's only worth 150 and I've got to put 30,000 in, the numbers just don't work. I'm going to lose money. I mean, I just can't do that. Does that make sense why people are coming at that number? And then hopefully he can say, yes, no, I, I get it. I just can't let it go for that. No, I understand. So then I make two more moves. I say, okay. Dave, how close to 80,000 do you think we can get? 
now all of a sudden i might be able to get him to plummet to 100 or 95 or do something in that negotiation so that's my question well, how close to eighty thousand can we get and then he will say whatever he's going to say now i'm at 120 or i do 100 and no less or 90 95 and i'm not doing anything less than that i'll say okay so 95 now all of a sudden we've just moved 25 grand right in space of one conversation so then i'm like yeah, I understand, Dave, and I appreciate you know moving that. I just, I just think that that number's tight. It's already tied at eighty. But let me ask you a question: If I could get close to that ninety-five mark, because I'm going to use the lower one because he's dropped. If I could get close to that ninety-five mark, what if we did kind of some kind of terms? You know, I made some payments monthly to you, something like that. I mean, do you think that'd work? And then he might say, "Well, maybe," or "Well, no, I need to cash out." Okay, now I understand you need to cash out. But Dave, let, let me ask you if I could make this work, because right now, again, I go back to what the problem was, right? Right now, you've got another mortgage. This house is vacant. You're still making payments on it, okay? And yes, you're gaining a little bit of equity, but you're paying a lot of interest. And it sounds like from what you said that you were super tight with your money and it was stressing you out and you didn't want to stress anymore. So I'm just looking, Dave, at ways that I could maybe take over these payments for you so you, I can relieve that stress. You know, you're still owning the property. But, you know, I'm just looking at ways that we might be able to work together. That's all. And then again, I would see how he would interact. And I said, well, Dave, let me ask you a question, right? You want obviously, you know, 95,000 and, you know, you need that. But how much of that do you really need right now? Like, could you do like 5,000 now and that would solve your problem? And then we would make these payments and then get you more money. And then we would create something like that. I mean, would that work? And again, don't always think, guys, that they they need that money now, all of it, because they don't. Maybe five thousand will solve everything for him right now. Well, yeah, five grand would probably do me from now until I could get the rest. Okay, well, good. Well, yeah, if I could get you more money, I could give you five now. I could give you five down and make some payments. And then you start that negotiation and then you position into terms. Okay. So why am I saying this? Is because a lot of you just go in high into your terms deal and then you don't have anywhere to leverage you don't have anywhere to go so the sales cycle of leading in and disqualifying a cash offer okay will help position your creative finance deals whatever they may be okay and they the seller will be getting a lot more money by waiting so why not position it in that way and i can give you another example i could go in and say same you know change the situation but hey dave how you doing look you know here's the deal i know you wanted 120 and uh, and you were set on that number uh, i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be way under that for a cash deal and it's just not gonna work for you so again i'm disqualifying he might then want to know the number and i want to get the number out in the right way because again i can bridge that gap and depend on the situation dave what if i even give you more than 120 if you were willing to wait and I could make some payments to you, what if I gave you more than 120? What would you think about that? And again, that positioning from the only way to go up, using that leverage, leveraging the cash offer, position the offer of creative finance, lease option, assignment, sub two, whatever you're doing, will be able to then, then work out, right? And that is the way, if you're going to get more contracts, you've got to solve the problem. You've got to listen. You're going to get the four pillars that we talked about, the motivation problem, the timeline, the condition and the price. Once you have them four, you already know what offer is going to work for the seller. It's already there. You can't fit a round peg into a square hole or vice versa, right? It isn't going to work. So you can't 
jam a cash offer down someone's throat if it isn't going to work. If, if, if they have all the time in the world and they want a higher price, your cash offer is doing nothing for them. They're not in a motivational state to warrant taking that cash offer. Okay, because again, cash offer is speed and convenient. So by the speed and convenience, you can get a discounted price because you can solve their problem. But if their problem is timeline, I'm not in a rush, you called me. I mean, I'd sell it if it's the right thing, right? Then you're leaning and positioning the cash to then very quickly come up into your creative deal. So, okay, you would give me 80,000, but we could do 130 over terms, right? Now they've just made 50 grand more. And that is why I like starting with that bottom number and then positioning myself in disqualifying again myself because that is the key the key is is that you're not saying will you accept that right a lot of you when you're making a cash offer come in and go hey dave i've looked at the numbers we can offer you seventy thousand, and they're like that is ridiculous go away and they put the phone down right with maybe a few more choice words so your positioning on the phone is absolutely critical to get your words out to keep the situation calm again to solve the problem you can also disqualify things. Well, hey, Dave, here's the problem, okay? I can do some creative deal and pay you monthly, okay? But you told me yesterday that you need to sell this house. You want to be close to the grandkids. You want to do this, this, this. It's vacant, needs tons of work. And me doing some kind of creative deal and making payments isn't going to solve your problem. But that's the only way, Dave, that I can get to your price, okay? Or I can solve all your problems. We can do this quickly. We can pay this loan off. We can do this. You don't have to deal with a tenant. All of these things that that, that is a hassle. And we can close within you know, as fast as titles ready. And, but we're going to need it at 70,000 to do that. And then again, I start the negotiation. I was like, Dave, you understand why I can't give you the 150 or 120, whatever he wants. I was like, do you understand why I can't give you that? Because the house is only worth this. It needs X amount of work from what you've told me. There's no room. I'm going to be upside down. I mean, Dave, let's, let me ask you a question. And he'll go, what's that? I said, would you take this deal if you were me? If I came to you and say, hey, buy this house for 140, you've got to put 40 in, but it's only worth 150, would you give me 140 for it? And he will obviously say, well, no, I wouldn't. And, go, and, that's, and I said, that's what I'm saying, Dave, right? I obviously got to make some money, right? I'm not, I'm in the business. I'm not, I'm not going to hide that. But also, you know, I'm, I'm more, I want to solve your problem. And if I think listing with a realtor is better, but you know, from what you said, you didn't want to do that. If I think uh, uh, if I can get you more money and I solve your problem, that's what I'm here to do. But based on this, what you need and what you're saying, the cash is the only one that's going to work right now because you need the money to do this, this, and this. And, and again, maybe it's not with me, Dave, but you know, the offers that have been coming across have all been very similar from what you've told me. And that's why. I don't know if anyone's actually explained that to you, but that's the reason behind it. It's not like we're just trying to get it low. The numbers have to work. You know, we're going to put 40,000 into this deal to then be able to sell it. And if it all goes well, we will make some money. But again, I don't know if you've done rehabs before, but normally they always go over budget. So that that's kind of how, uh, you know, how we do it. If I have to explain that to, to be able to position this offer, then I'm going to, to do that. All right. And these are the things, guys, this is why, you know, on my coaching calls and things like that, you know, we dive in, we talk a lot about this position in sales because this is where the money is, right? The systems are great. The marketing's great. The leads coming in is great, right? All them things are important. But this is where you're going to solve problems and get contracts signed. And remember, it's not about you. This, this process of talking to a seller is nothing about you and how you're going to make money and get paid. It's about solving their problem. 
And if you become a solutions company where you solve problems, okay, you bring solutions to their problems, then you will make a lot of money. That is, that's what your goal is. That's what you need to do and try and do, okay? And, uh, and if you can do that, you're going to be able to make a lot of money. You're going to get a lot of contracts signed. And again, positioning your offers, learning how to make your offers look better and still solve their problem, that is the key without being too salesy okay and an overkill on like oh you need to do this this is the offer this is the best sign now like getting all crazy because that's not going to work okay so doing them things is going to be critical yeah i mean i could go on and give examples i love this stuff this is where the money is so uh anyway make sure you like and subscribe drop a comment let me know do you agree do you disagree uh, let me know. Let's have a discussion about it. Again, share the post. And if you're interested in working directly with me, go to reinetwork.com slash join, reinetwork.com slash join. You can apply if you want to work together. If not, keep following. Keep. I'm going to try and keep delivering this content to help you close more deals. There's nothing better feeling for me than someone said, hey, found you on YouTube or listened to your podcast. I tried this and I've just got a contract locked up. And obviously, I'm just scratching the surface with some of the things that I've told you there. I could do hours of this stuff. I love it. So appreciate you all, guys. I will see you on the next one, and I will talk to you uh, all soon. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>